You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. And they trying to catch me riding dirty. Gotta catch, catch me riding dirty. Oh, I thought you were going to continue. Nope. That's yeah. all the song I know. Cool, man. So, how are you doing? <laughs> how are you today? I was, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween to you. Oh, thank you. You guys might not know this. <laughs> well, <laughs> of you course. obviously wouldn't know this unless Joel said happy Halloween. Here we are. Yeah. Recording on a Halloween night. Mm-hmm. Full of ghouls and ghosts and spooky, Ooh-y. creepy things. <laughs> what is that from? Uh, the direct line. I know that from something. I, I don't know. No, yeah, I, I, didn't think I, was, film. I didn't think I was referencing something. Hey, if you know what movie that was from, go on the Facebook page and uh, post about it. Yeah, I'll you have... could win a download code for some movie. <laughs> that Joe doesn't want to see. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> or has already seen. Leave us a review. Free. Dude, what the and hell? we'll put it on our podcast. How are you? And we might update next week. Maybe we won't. Oh, Maybe man. something else will come up. I'm sorry about that. Joel man. decided to go to, like, couch insurance salesman Don't school. Don't say. Which <laughs> <laughs> I decided to. I had to take care of some, I had to take care of some family business. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> wow. That that was that was horrible. Thank you. <laughs> that was a really bad impression. Well, it was a bad impression if you thought I was trying to do Marlon Brando. <laughs> you, you Bron- Brando or Bronson. But if you <laughs> that's, gonna be, that's, that's our new Russell and Wayne. <laughs> uh, nice. Uh yeah. So uh so good times. Had a great weekend. Uh we did that uh that Halloween party at Free Play yeah, in Richardson. Yeah, we did. You guys won first fucking place. Woohoo! Well, you first know what? Place. I cannot take credit for that. I think uh, we were um, we dazzled the judges because there were four of us instead of the uh, uh, the original. Or I mean, a lot of people showed up just in their own costumes. There was uh-huh. that one guy with uh, like a whole full on like Skeletor costume made dude, out there was of the plaster dude who was of Paris. Dressed up like Max Hedrum. Dude, that one was amazing. That I was thought really for good. sure uh, he would have won, and he had my vote. I actually cheered for him against myself. <laughs> um, but you know, there were four of us all doing the Beetlejuice theme, and I can't take credit because we bought our masks on Amazon. We basically just but you had to put together the rest of the costume. Paid our way out of it. So you were Alec Baldwin. Slacks. You were the Alec Baldwin. You were Adam. Yes. And Jenna was Barbara. 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 Uh, because she looks just like she does. Uh, Gina Davis. Gina Davis. I was a Renee Zellweger for some reason. Barbara. And she I don't think look anything we like Renee survived Zellweger. that crash. No, thank God. Um, not be with her. Wow. Well, that I'm, I'm that shallow. That is harsh. What if kidding. Jenna gets in a car accident <laughs> and, and the, the, the plastic the, surgery? The plastic surgery, they make her look like Renee Zellweger. Good news, bad news. We're going to be able to save her life. She'll have a full recovery. Bad news is she now she looks, looks like, like Bridget Jones. Bridget Jones. <laughs> <laughs> and her diary. I was going to say her locker. Oh. oh. Bridget Jones locker. <laughs> nice. That's a nice crossover. <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean meets Bridget Jones. Can this happen, please? Uh. Where Captain Jack Sparrow is just like narrating to himself very thoughtfully. <laughs> is Bridget Jones' diary kind of like the British version of Sex in the City? Yeah, yes, absolutely. Yeah. I okay. would almost uh, posit that uh, Sex in the City was inspired Whoa, by. that word, posit. Because mm-hmm, I'm a sesquipedalian. Yes, you are. That's what you change colors when you get on different surfaces. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Cold-blooded creatures. Look at my tongue. <laughs> if I had a dime for every time a man told me that. <laughs> Look at my tongue. <laughs> put this it in is your the, mouth. Oh, put it in your mouth. 
<laughs> this is the editing band on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name is Joe. I'm Joe. And this is where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes they're good movies. Sometimes they're bad movies. Mm. Uh, no matter what the case may be, every week we will watch a movie. Mostly. And then come back here and talk about it with each other. And with you, our lovely Editing Bay listeners who can follow along uh, with the conversation on our Facebook page. Yeah. In the search bar, put in the Editing Bay. That's going to bring up an image of a woman with some bleeding eyes. A little bit of a problem there. Should probably go see an optometrist. <laughs> it's perfectly normal. Ophthalm- ophthalmologist. Perfectly healthy. Um, I don't even know if that's an ophthalmologist. Yeah. Op- op- optometrist, <laughs> dude. Optometrist. Optometrist. Ophthalmologist. Op- no. What's an ophthalmologist? Nothing. An optometrist studies ophthalmology. There's not an ophthalmologist? I don't think so, unless he studies optometry. <laughs> That's my favorite Blue Oyster Cult song, by the way. Which one? Optometry. Uh, it's a deep cut. Oh, uh, it is, yeah. Because there's, there's one called Astronomy. Cut. There's a song called Astronomy. Are they the ones for, who for sing? You th- uh... For you three BOC fans out there, <laughs> fist bump, motherfuckers. I only know uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's. That's <clears throat> the one thing we got. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm talking about that song that they, that they did. I see you, the only one who knew me. Nice. What were they called? Well, deep blue something. Deep blue bitch. something. They're I from knew, here. I knew it was deep blue something. Toby Pipes. <laughs> Toby Wong. Todd Pipes. Toby. Toby Wong. Charlie fucking Chan. Uh, yeah, you can talk back to us on Facebook and let us know what you think about the movie Du Jour. Mm. Uh, Dude, where's my car? <laughs> I was going to ask you what you're doing for Halloween before we jump right in. Uh, we're recording a podcast. All right, what are you doing after this? Are you doing trick or treating? Is uh, this Harper's first TRT? This is well. This is her first. This is her TRT. First, oh my god. Oh. How are we friends? Because you are such a fucking Oi. asshole. Why is this her first TRT? Can, why can't you just say trick or treat? It's the I, I like, same amount of syllables. I like to abbreviate. <laughs> I like how you waited for me to finish because that before you realized I was I am, never going to. I am highly functioning autistic. So every time someone says something to me, I first filter it through like, oh, they're being serious. Uh, oh, wait. No, they're not. <laughs> this, um, that was great. Now, actually, she's not feeling well. She's oh, running a temperature. Oh, poor baby. Yeah, we went and did a little thing at uh, one of the, the places where she does a Mother's Day Out program. Oh, is that where she got sick? Uh, no, no. She was already kind of feeling it. Well, she's teething. And that mm. like, teething is like the baby version of diabetes where it just like... <laughs> Hi, I'm Wilter Brimley. <laughs> Come with me on this ride for a second. <laughs> for teething. It kind of enhances like everything that could be going wrong. Like if she's got a, a little bit of a sniffle, mm. start teething, oh, she's going to get a temperature or cold. I can't back this up with science fact, but uh, I can definitely go with science fiction. I like that. Uh, I know you do, but... <laughs> What? Oh, no, that doesn't. Okay. So, um, so no, we're, we're really not going to do anything. In fact, Sarah's texted me. She wants to order some Chinese food. And yeah. I, I offered to do it before we started hitting record. Oh, no. Traditional so, Halloween fair. There might be Chinese food. There might be a, an edit point in this podcast. That's fine. Where I, we stop down and I order some Chinese food for us real fast. Um, but no, we're just going to hang out because... Uh, Okay, you know what? We like to o- open up with like kind of a story. Mm-hmm. Here's a story for mm-hmm. you. Uh, years ago. Is it all about by, how your life by... got flipped, turned upside down? <laughs> yes. Okay. It it's, it's exactly that. In fact, fuck you. I'm not going to tell the story. <laughs> this can be no, our no. edit point, by the way. Uh, like... It really could. No, I want to I talk about the, uh, a couple years back, I did this costume where it was E.T. and Elliot in the bike. I love that photo. And that's what I wanted to do for work. Wish I could have seen it. For work Halloween, I wanted to do this. But my bike mm-hmm. is at the uh, at my folks' house in Allen, mm. where my sister lives now with her husband, and the bike has been kept there. And it's for five years; it was kept safe and sound. Mm-hmm. Is it secret? Is it safe? <laughs> 
I was trying to beat you to it. I figured you'd say it. So <laughs> I go point. out there this past weekend, mm. and the bike is not in the garage. Dun, dun, dun. Right? I'm like, what the fuck, motherfuckers? And Erased so we, we, start talking, we start talking about this thing. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, well, we had to take some stuff over to, to Lene, my older sister. We had to take some stuff over to her storage. So we probably put it in there. It's in a pod somewhere. So I go to my sister's storage facility, mm-hmm. climb all through that thing, get all dusty and dirty. Nope, not there. You think a bike would stick out like a sore thumb? Uh huh. Or a bike? <laughs> it would just stick out like a bike. It's true. And uh, and like it's not. It's I, I paid a decent amount of money for this it's bike. Nice bike, dude. I put like a I put a milk crate on the front specifically for this. Yeah. And so I guess it's gone. Like the consensus is, that it must have been stolen. What? How, how does it get stolen? I don't know. Out of storage. However, the last time I, I even had a conversation about this bike mm-hmm. was about a year ago when my sister was having a garage sale at the house, uh, and she said, "Hey, um, we had the garage door open, and some person was walking through, and they said they saw your bike and they really liked it, and were curious if uh, you'd be willing to sell it." And I was like, "No, I don't. I don't want to sell it." Uh, yeah. And he, he wasn't going to take no for an so, answer. No, no, no. But I mean, they said, "Oh no, we told him no." But that's the last time <laughs> we've ever had a conversation about that bike. So that conversation was probably had after it had been sold. <laughs> yes. Hey, you didn't. Uh, you didn't like that bike, did you, Joe? Did you? <laughs> right. No. Yeah, I do. Don't sell it. <laughs> no, but I mean, like you know. No, no, not... I like it. Don't sell it. Right. It's right, important right. to me. Don't sell it unless it's for the right price. <laughs> no, but, is what you're no, saying. Just right? don't. Just don't ever. Okay, but what, what if? <laughs> Somebody really, really wanted. In fact, like if if the world was ending and the cracks in the ground, like if the the, the world, if there was a sinkhole opening yeah, up under the house, I hear you. You save that bike before you save your son. Okay, well, I will absolutely <laughs> save this bike for you. Don't worry about it. Uh, ask for it any time, ex- as long as it's a year from now. <laughs> yeah, right. So there we go. And you forgot about this conversation. No bike. No. So I went to work. I was that guy that didn't dress up for the gonna, Halloween. How are you going to get around, dude? I don't, how you gonna, I don't know, man. How are you going to find Will from the upside down world? <laughs> I have no clue. Without your trusty bike. I've still got my compass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, here we are. Here we are. On the editing bay. Yeah. And uh, this was my pick. Went from Tucker and Dale versus Evil. We Ooh. went from Dale to Dale. That was Halloween. Oh, God. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, we did. Uh, and, and you know what? This is kind of timely because it's coming up this weekend at Texas Motor Speedway. Oh. Big NASCAR races. Is that why you chose it? Nope. I was like, <laughs> I chose it just because it was sitting in my DVD rack and I picked it up specifically for this podcast. Ah. And I wanted to fucking watch it so we can get rid of it. Well, here we go. Even that much space. I guess it's timely in the sense that, um, you know, Halloween is a time where we uh, we remember the dead. The, the dead. <laughs> <laughs> or dress up as them. Yeah. There may be a Dale Earnhardt or two being yeah, I'm, I'm sure there, there might be. This year. Or just someone dressing up as the careers of the director of this film. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ghosts and ghouls. Uh, zombies. To, to call this a movie yes. is, is kind of... Joe, it's giving it way too much credit. You're you're correct both creatively and technically because this was not released in theaters. This was a made-for-TV movie by ESPN Films. Yeah, and and it absolutely feels like, like oh yeah. this this feels like an ABC Family pilot. <laughs> it, it kind of does. Yeah, uh-huh. it's got what, all the production value therein. Because this is filmed in, on video. It doesn't seem that way, doesn't it? It absolutely does. It's amazing what just like shooting something in 24 frames and and having really nice lenses can do to elevate your your film. All of a sudden, it looks like art. And this just looks like a three-camera sitcom. It like really It's really does. flat, and uh, it, it's it's almost like a telenovela, uh-huh. the, way it's, uh, the way it moves. Uh, and and one of the problems with this movie, what we watched... Oh, yeah, we should <laughs> it's, announce. Yeah, it's called Three, the Dale Earnhardt story. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, this movie's rough. 
<laughs> this, this is this is a rough film. Well, it's I, no no holds barred, so I can't put it in that category. It's it actually has some redeeming qualities, uh, I believe. But uh, th- this film was not for me as as an audience member. I'm not a big NASCAR racing fan, which is fine. I don't have to be. And in fact, I like the opportunity for a film to um, to expand be, your horizons, to, uh, open you up a little be bit, be about a sport, be about a world that I'm not into. And and I'm like, okay, I'll open mine with arms wide open. This is an opportunity for me uh, to to sit down for 90 minutes, uh, hour and 32 minutes to be exact. Uh-huh. Uh, and and let uh, prove it to me. Why should I care about this sport? Right. Or tell me some story. Maybe why should I care about this man? Why should I care about this world? Uh huh. Um, and I'm and s- and this movie does not satisfy st- any. Still of those waiting criteria. for those answers. An hour and thirty two minutes later. And yeah. I I feel like the problem with this is mm. one you didn't establish anything. You didn't establish like the rules. Kind of like one thing that I I, I appreciate about Days of Thunder is oh. that. It sets up the rules mm-hmm. of, of racing, of NASCAR. You know, you, you kind of figure out, okay, that's what this is. And, like, there's that one scene where Tom Cruise is playing, like, the animal cracker scene from Armageddon <laughs> Nicole on Nicole Kidman's leg with yeah. a couple of little race cars. Uh-huh. And he's explaining drafting. I remember that to this day. Yeah. I remember what drafting is because of Nicole Kidman's leg. Should I go north <laughs> or south? Or south. <laughs> Do you think anybody else is doing the same thing at this very moment? I sure hope so. Otherwise, what the hell are we trying to say? What are we racing for? <laughs> I'm paraphrasing, but it was something like that. Right? A girl worth racing for. <laughs> oh, dude, I love that. That's a deep cut. Yes, it is. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, Mulan. Uh-huh. There we go. All right, so. <laughs> and edit. The, the, the problem with this is that it doesn't set anything up. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not even clear whose story this is, even though it's called Three, the Dale Earnhardt story. You are absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, there's, and there's no cohesion to this movie like it, it's just a series of a series of events uh, yeah it is it's just a series of events the laziest thing you could do in a movie mm-hmm. is n- not establish and not develop your character mm-hmm. and just like okay we start on the eve of the race mm-hmm. of Bunta's eve uh we, <laughs> we start on the eve of the race uh as they're getting their engines ready and stuff they're getting, and it's that fateful race when dale dies mm-hmm. uh and then like as they're getting ready to throw the flag like it flashes back and it's dale hanging out outside of his dad's mine or or whatever yeah and working at the coal mill that's or whatever what the mill do. he's at the mill mm-hmm. and here comes jk fucking simmons yeah jk simmons is in this thing mm-hmm uh, and he comes walking out. He plays Dale Earnhardt's father, Ralph. Like a good neighbor, J.K. Simmons is here. He's like, we were there. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my best friend, Frank Mardukas. <laughs> uh, and so uh, so you find out that Ralph Earnhardt is a driver. He's he's a race car driver, does like mud tracks. Right. Um, Which my dad used to do, too. Oh, really? He did the, just recreationally, not professionally. He never made any money. Huh. But I remember him uh, building, getting spare parts and scrap metal to uh, to get a little truck together. They would just... Wreck out, uh huh. On the on the course, rack out with his mm-hmm. keck out. I, I don't I don't, I don't know, know the terminology. This is so how un into racing I am. Oh, Sarah threw down something. Oh. She was like, um, <laughs> "What is it? Wreckers?" Ah, oh, I can't remember what the hell she it's said an acronym now. Acronym or something. I'm hoping that she can come in is and, it, and talk it about this. A, a little Gary Busey like acronym? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. It was just a saying, a saying that like wreckers finish or, or wreckers never checker. I can't remember what the was fuck it, it was. Uh, was it uh, second place is first loser? <laughs> no, because <laughs> that gets thrown around in here. It gets thrown around. I didn't a realize lot. that that, is, that was a Dale Earnhardt original. That uh, saying, I could have swore it came from a Nike T-shirt, so, circa 1989. So. Dale Earnhardt's father, Ralph, is hard on him. Yep. Oh. Because 
He's hard on him. Like he wants him to learn. <laughs> mm-hmm. And tough like, loving. The thing is, all of these motivations are spelled out crystal clear. Like when people do things, they say within two seconds why they're doing it. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to teach him a lesson. <laughs> like there's no, there's no conflict. There's no conflict to be addressed that like carries this movie along. That like that lesson, that thing, like where Ralph Earnhardt could have been portrayed as a hard ass, but like still likable like we like him yeah but he's he's hard on dale for some reason and 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 we could have gotten like that really and i'm sorry i know it's really hollywood but damn it that's kind of why this formula works when you have a character it's like reason i've been so hard on you is because i see the talent in you i didn't want you to make the mistakes i made i didn't want you to make the mistakes i made you know like to have a scene like that in there instead no uh, <laughs> Dale gets a screwdriver <laughs> and then he goes into the kitchen to have a, a cup of water Yep, and he looks out the window and dad's dead. If it's a flaming throw torch. <laughs> yes. Or throwing flame. A blow torch. Or, yeah, something like that. <laughs> throw torch. Blow torch, that's what I call it. Uh, <laughs> it throws a flame. Throw torch, right? <laughs> yes, it does. Something like that. Throws not the handy, flame. Joe. Not handy around the garage myself. No, neither is Ralph Earnhardt anymore. Oh. Uh, what, too soon? Or Dale Earnhardt, really. Oh, yeah, that's well, right. The whole Earnhardt clan. <laughs> We're you think it's like, a, like a it's like it's the like, Bruce Lee curse. Yeah, the Brandon Lee curse where he's gonna die on the I mean, statistically I don't, people I don't die a lot in racing. I don't so I don't think so. I think I it's that far of a shot. I don't I don't think that it's dude, but some of the shit they threw in this movie mm-hmm. like they just like arbitrarily would throw like people's names and who they are. Yeah, like I'm but, supposed to know who they all but are. But they didn't do it for everybody. No. And I'm like, okay, you either do that for everyone. Or you don't do well, it at all. To be fair, Joe, like I said, this was an ESPN film. It's 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 totally fan service. Like the the people who liked and enjoyed and wanted to see this film were already bought in. So I'll go to the Wikipedia page to find out stuff like box office budget, oh. uh, how much was was spent on this. And usually this was this of- one actress nude in an in any other movie. <laughs> yeah, you know it. You know me too well. <laughs> um, and uh, usually there's a couple of paragraphs, a little bit of backstory there. Most, I would say, three quarters of the Wikipedia entry for this film was. Corrections and omissions. He wasn't driving this car during this race. They totally left out that he worked with this pit yeah, crew they didn't team mention during any the, of the pit crew. Like, what the fuck? Nobody cares about Dale's, any of this. Dale's wife I mean, is disputing the facts behind this one. Exactly. Yeah, she did not endorse the, And, of course, they never do. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I was expecting uh, a little some more insight, even on the Wikipedia page, and uh, there was none to be had. No. No. There, there, uh, if you're looking for insight in any way, shape, or form, <laughs> yes. number three, the Dale Earnhardt story is not the way to do it. And the thing is, it's a shame because this dude was such like an influential part of NASCAR. Like, yeah. I'm not a NASCAR fan. In fact... You know what? Full disclosure, mm-hmm. I fucking hate NASCAR. I do too. I am not well, a fucking fan hate's a strong of NASCAR. Word. It, it's like that uh, scene from Mad Men. Where that one guy is telling Don Draper, he's when like... Are they smoking and having drinks? No, no. Uh, they're in an elevator, actually. And uh, the one guy who, who worked under him, but now they've, they've kind of fallen apart. Yeah, says, he uh, did. Says, I feel sorry for you. And Don Draper looks over and says, I don't think about you at all. That's kind of how I am with NASCAR. <laughs> I don't hate it. I don't love it. I, I just don't think about it. It's just, not in my life. I, I don't like it. I, and it's one of the first gigs I ever worked when I was the promotions uh, coordinator at the Eagle. No, it was a NASCAR wide. race. And I, was, I had a miserable time. So now, like, yeah, I am not a fan. I don't like NASCAR. I don't like spending time out there. And now with my job, like, I have to. Like, mm. this Friday, coming up, my fucking birthday, I have to oh. wake up and be out at Texas Motor Speedway at, like, 3 a.m. <laughs> to prepare for the morning show broadcast. Oh, no. I don't want to fucking go out there. I, it's something. It's on my bucket list. I'd like to do it. I'd like to watch cars drive yeah. really fast. Or well, I, I, I can get you in. 
I know a guy. I just don't get it. I don't know the, a little bit of the nuance. No, that, I'm good. Thanks. I'm good. <laughs> so, someday, not this Friday. Like Sarah was trying to tell me, like the 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 science and the. Uh, she knows. She thinks she's she. Yeah, she likes NASCAR. Oh, interesting. Uh, Should have got her in though. Trying this. to. She was trying. I I texted her. I was like, Hey, do you want to? Because she watched this movie with me. Oh no. She had thoughts. <laughs> she oh, no. she definitely had some thoughts on it. What a brave brave uh, girl. But she was explaining to me while we were watching it. She was explaining like some of the science behind it and the mentality mm-hmm. and what goes into it and. My eyes just, I'm sure, just glassed over like, I, well, I'm like, I, you know, it's going in one ear and right out the I other. I would have loved that. I would have loved a, a, a movie that kind of uh, uh, tells us some of the nuances of the sport. I guess it's a sport, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like Talladega Night. Keep score. Yeah, there you go. Um, uh, some <laughs> of the moves. Uh, just some of the techniques. They kind of delved into a little bit. There, there's the one mechanic who who's built the crossbar and he's like you know it's a lighter material yeah if i can just get me a driver i put one of these in my car we're gonna what do you say <laughs> something about diamonds i'll be shitting diamonds I'll be, I'm, I'm, that wasn't it i don't think he said i'll be shitting diamonds yeah, I'm paraphrasing in an espn made for tv movie yeah. after, uh, after 10 p.m safe harbor <laughs> I, love, I love how this movie got like the rights to use like two pre-existing songs yeah. Like one during his his party, <laughs> they, I, I, that was one of my notes that they should have saved the money they they uh, spent on licensing pop hits. Yeah, and uh, maybe got a somebody to script write. Oh yeah, or clean up that. They script did a need bit. they did need a script for this movie. Yeah. but uh, that's what I'm saying. What they had they had a template and then decided let's just shoot based on this. Well, it's the worst of these. Bi- like, I, I hate biopic movies. There's generally, some that I like. There are some yes, that I really enjoy. But they're few and far between, yeah. and they're the exceptions that prove the rule. If I can use, and they're two usually sports analogies. movies. They usually are sports movies yeah. or boxing. Well, boxing is a sport too. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> all sports are created equal. They're all fine in God's eyes, except fuck soccer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck that. Seriously, <laughs> only pussies and Europeans play that. Just kidding, our European listeners Thanks. and, and pussies. That's <laughs> editingbay.eu. Go there now. Visit. Bonjour. <laughs> uh, Bienvenidos. <laughs> well, uh, shit. You threw me off. Okay, so, uh, so I guess I was saying, you know, be about the sport or be about the man. And this movie kind of doesn't... It doesn't. It's not about either. I have no in- insights uh, walking away from it. I, I think I learned more about... Buying all the wrenches or screwdrivers at a hardware store—that's mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they—they dwelled more on that than they did anything else. Uh, where, where does Dale Junior live? Uh, does, does he live in a trailer in the backyard of Dale Earnhardt's house? <laughs> That's a good point. It's rarely inside the house unless he's talking on a corded phone. Yes, <laughs> from the seventies. The kid they got to play Dale Junior also is the worst actor. They could have possibly Wait, found Dale Earnhardt or Dale Earnhardt Dale Jr. Jr. Oh yeah, that little redhead. Yeah, he's hor- he looks like him, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much where it ends. Like the kid is a he's a horrible actor. He just didn't didn't do anything for me. Well, and and I'm wondering if he didn't do anything for me either because the movie didn't do anything for me. They didn't develop it. They don't develop any well, of these people. Yeah, Joel. Thank you. The most important things that happen mm-hmm. in Dale Earnhardt's life are skipped over. They're so glossed over, dude. <laughs> and that's like, the problem. Something really important seems like it's on the horizon, Joe. and then we suddenly skip like four years in the future. Yeah, and like, I have ne- no context. I mean, what? every now and then they'll be like, one year later, like one year later. And that it's the worst kind of biopic because it's just like, it's it's a list of facts. Yeah. Here, there's, here's things that happens without any context. That's what I'm saying. Like, they had a timeline yeah. and went, we're going to shoot this. Mm-hmm. They, okay. It's most jarring uh, when when it comes to his love life, Joe. Oh, and oh, his yes. Children, his numerous children. Yep. From numerous women, 
uh, I, I kind of lost track there for a while <laughs> because we already introduced to the first one. So uh-huh. he's already got a, a, a lovely lady at the yeah, beginning of the who film. Who had his oldest son, Carrie. Yes. And then <laughs> we don't see her again ever because I guess he didn't either. Yeah. And we're already on to the second girlfriend who quickly becomes a wife. Like He's already got one kid. Yeah. And he's already like fucking flirting with another girl in one of the scenes. And I'm Still like, living in mom and dad's who's, who's garage. This I know. Yeah. He hasn't even, hasn't even moved off the farm yet. Um. And, and we're on to number two. Like with he one can't, kid. he can't keep the house. Or oh, is that the first wife where he couldn't pay the bills to keep the? That's the second one. Oh yeah, no, no, no. You're right. It was the first one. The house like, was so feel cold. Your baby. Feel, feel your, your baby. Feel how so cold, cold your baby is. So what do they do, Joel? Huh? They went outside. Remember, <laughs> <laughs> they, they went outside. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> well, I guess you're gonna be cold. Might as well just immerse yourself, right? Just... It's immersion therapy. That's what they call that. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then like we're right onto the second one. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, the kid's already a couple couple years old. No fanfare, yeah. no like nope. oh, and and then we broke. I, I want to see that scene. How do we get from one to the other? Uh-huh. And then the third one is even worse because he's still with the second one. I think we're led to believe. No, right, when no, he meets no, her. no, no. It was his like weekend to have custody of the kids. Uh, okay, and so she drops the children off. At the racetrack. Oh, you just dry. and then he loses. No earmuffs on or anything. He loses Dale Junior. I think it was. Yep. Loses Dale Junior. And that's where he meets Teresa, mm-hmm. played by Elizabeth Mitchell from Lost. From Lost and the Gia movie. Bunch of other things. Um, and another TV show. She was about aliens arriving. Well, no, wasn't she in uh, that that Terra Nova movie or Terra Nova TV show where they went back and they were like in an overpopulated future and they end up going back in time to like the Jurassic Age? What? I don't remember. It was on Fox for like three weeks. I do not know that one. Yeah, Jason O'Mara was Was like the lead in it. After Lost? Yeah. Oh, interesting. She had a couple of stints in TV shows, failed TV shows after that. One of my favorite roles that she played was the mother of young Jim Caviezel. Uh, in the movie Frequency. Oh, I thought you were going to say Passion of the Christ. Uh, yes. She played Mary. <laughs> she played Mary, but the young one. Uh, no, You I, know, blonde I, Mary. I like her. I think she's a really good actress. She is a great actress, too. Uh, and, and she is... She and J.K. Simmons, I think, are probably the best parts of this movie. Oh, well, um, I will... But I'll, I think she's still underutilized. She is underutilized, although she has some of the the, the, the scenes where we learn the most about the characters, uh-huh. I think, and their yeah. relationship. She's in them, so that, that's that's something. Like the weird scene but, where Dale's like, Junior, drive around that track again. Go between me and this thing. Yeah. And I'm just going to stand there. Actually, no, she's not even in that one. That's the little. She that's is, his daughter. No, she's in that scene. Is she in that one? Yeah. No, you're, you're thinking about when oh, Dale actually gets in the car. Yes. I'm talking when they're driving the go-karts around. That's right. Yeah. Oh, good call. Yeah, no, she does a good job. However, one scene, and I totally cut you off. I'm sorry. That's no, fine. Uh, I'm but used to it, Joe. There's... <laughs> I'm such an asshole. Uh, there's one thing that, that sticks out that involves Elizabeth Mitchell. And there's this scene yeah, where, there is. Where, where, where Teresa and Dale are sitting on a dock and they're talking about whatever. God knows what. Like they're talking about just Dale's career trajectory and his life. It's and, about bills and you can't do this with money right. without any money. And, and she, she says something to the effect of, I'm sorry, I just can't do this anymore. And walks off. Cut. And it's inside a bedroom, and they're like fucking. Yeah, it's, a, it's, like it's, it's <laughs> full on love scene. Yeah, PG rated love scene. And, and it, but it's so awkward because you see like their naked legs. And she's and got stuff, her arms are wrapped around them, straddle on top of them, and there's mm-hmm. just that one like you kind of you don't see anything. Yeah, but you see everything. A little bit, a little silhouette. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, Barry Pepper's nut tickler mustache <laughs> is all up in her. <laughs> 
but what the fuck? Like, and they're just like, he's like, it's nice to meet you, Mrs. Earnhardt. And uh, like, yeah. it's supposed to be romantic, but it's not because it doesn't lead into like the lead in doesn't make any sense. Because she's leaving him. Then we cut to her marrying him. Yeah. We never saw the proposal. That happened quickly. We never, we never see like well, what no. turns her around on this. You don't see anything because you, like you said, it's just it's a paint by numbers. This is the worst type of biopic because it's it's just taking the facts and filming them yep. without any sort of kind of focus as to what an overarching, arching uh, storyline that we're trying to tell. Now, what I would say is mm-hmm. this is probably a problem because... It was obviously directed by someone who just directs all those like ESPN montage style and that's what documentaries. They do. That's what you're supposed to do. That's not who directed this. No. This was directed by Russell Mulcahy. Who's that? The director of Highlander. What? Yes, sir. You're kidding. No. <gasps> and I loved Highlander. Yeah, Highlander's great. And it's a great it it, okay, it pays on, very no. special attention yeah. to time and in very a lot of care to like this... consistency and continuity. Right. It's hard for me to believe that the same guy who directed Highlander no. directed this. His heart was his heart was in Highlander. His heart was not in this. No. This is one of these we have this director on contract and he, he's he's sitting in a chair yelling action. Well what it feels like is that he directed probably a cohesive movie with what he had mm-hmm. uh, but then it got cut to shit there could be a lot on the cutting room floor because we we, we jump around a lot uh-huh. uh from from happenstance to happenstance um but yeah the thing with the wives and and, and i found it particularly jarring uh when he, when he's hitting on new uh, uh teresa here yeah, yeah like with his daughter there yeah and he's kind of even trying to get his daughter in, in the action oh she's a smart cookie isn't she <laughs> I bet she knows all sorts of stuff. Like, yes. dude, rule number one: anybody else get freaked out by the fact that he's enlisting? Like, his daughter's not his wingman. His yeah, trying to get his kids. Like, that's something I don't mind doing with my dad now that I'm in my thirties. Yeah, uh, like making I don't mind Harper wingman. your wingman, dude. When I was, uh, well, I was his wingman. Um, I remember he started dating this girl, mm-hmm. and it, it, this was probably about four or five years ago. All right. First started seeing this girl, and she's about my age, if not a year younger than me. That's not awkward at all. And so my father's like asking me questions. He's like, you know, just sometimes we have problems communicating. I just kind of feel like I don't speak her language. And I just didn't know if maybe you could. Because her language is emoji. <laughs> right. And he's like, <laughs> he was like, could you, I don't know if you could like give me some tips or just talk. To me. It was something along those lines. He didn't actually say literally give me tips. But yeah. he had asked me to like help him out. Aww, and so I gave him, cute. I gave him some things to say to her. This that, is like a Roxanne. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so I was like, dad, next time you see her, just like look at her. Bite your bottom lip and be like, "Come on over here and let me find out." Ooh, and he's ew. like, he's, he's like, he's like, find out what? I go, she'll know. That's exactly. She'll know. She'll know. And he's like, but find out what? I go, just say, just say, come here, let me find out. <laughs> the, the creepiest part about that is the biting of the bottom yes. lip. <laughs> yes. And so then he's all, he's like, okay. And I can tell he's like writing it down. Oh, no. He's like, find out. And then I, I tell him, I'm like, tell her, um. When you see her, like maybe you miss go, her whispering eye. Go, go get dinner. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> go get dinner and like just be like, when we get home, I'm gonna knock the bottom out of that. Ooh, oh, ew. oh, or let me get up in them. Get guts. up in them guts. Let me get up in them guts. <laughs> and he, but he 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 was like, get the fuck out of here. I'm not gonna say shit like that. But the find out, like he pulled, uh, he wrote that one down, <laughs> and apparently tried it. <laughs> He called me like oh, a week no. later. He calls me. He's like, I tried that find out shit that you oh, told me about. No. <laughs> You're a regular Cyrano de Bergerac. That's right. One of my favorite drinks. It's it's good. It's a good drink. It's got yeah. that olive you in it. Mix it with Coke. Yeah, it's great. And I mean cocaine. 
<laughs> that's that's why I sniffed. Oh damn! That's why I pulled my Donald Trump? <laughs> I thought you were just having another. Oh yeah, no, they, that was just the microphones. Hey guys, that was by the, the way, uh, this this uh, podcast has no political identity. All right, we don't pull that shit here. Mm. But um, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> but fuck Hillary Clinton but, but, too. But really. you know what? Yeah. 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 But but really, fuck Donald. Oh, Trump. wait until next week, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> when when our our new supreme overlord yeah. takes power in the I white for house one welcome them uh all right so getting back to this movie let's get back to it uh all right so like yeah teresa and dale hooker did it bother you at all that nobody aged in this movie except for barry pepper? barry pepper is like uh benjamin button <laughs> yes he is <laughs> meanwhile like ralph earnhardt never ages yeah they never aged J.K. Simmons. He goes from at a all. nine-year-old boy to like a senior in high school. J.K. just is just as bald <laughs> just, as just he was looks, in the first looks scene. The same. Oh. I, and that's the thing too. It's like ultimately they tried to make this like a father-son story. Yeah, which is which. The very last shot of this yeah. movie is powerful. It is, and that's. It, I think it pissed me off. Yes, more than anything because it didn't earn it. It didn't. It didn't earn, earn hard. hard it. It. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Cut that part out, Jeff. Cut that part out. That's awful, even by our standards. Um, <laughs> Joe's launched. He's gone, folks. Um, no, it didn't. But it was really sweet, right? Because it mirrors the first shot. In the first shot, we see him, his little nine-year-old boy. His yes. father's done working on car and or coming out of the mill. he looks at him and walks past he's, him. He's walking towards him, and then he stops, and you think he's going to say something. Nope, he just turns and walks past. And then in the end, after he's dead, we can only imagine this is some form of heaven. His father walks and stops, and this time he picks him up, and they have a hug. Yes, they have a catch. I get, I'm, I get little, I'm getting goosebumps right now. You describing it? It's yes. a great scene, and it deserved a better movie. Yes, nicely. It kind of reminds me of the end of of Ray. You know when when Ray, Ray Charles dies at the end. Spoiler wow! Alert. Wow! <laughs> and like he goes back to and as an adult, but he's reunited with his mother and his little brother oh. who had passed away. Uh, I, I think that that's it's gorgeous, um, but no, this movie did not earn at mm. all the the ending, this wonderful ending that it had. Yeah, and I, but I do, I do get what they were trying to do with the father son thing, and and he's riding Dale Junior a little hard, um, and uh, that's why uh, Elizabeth Mitchell kind of has to take him to task. And but yeah. why why are you doing this? I'm just trying to teach him a lesson. Is but that, what is that lesson? Is it worth? <laughs> is that what your father did with you? Yeah, yeah, he did. Like because. She basically has to spell it out. She's playing it to the back Thanks of the room for the ESPN crowd. Thank, thank you, thank oh. you. Uh, That's a gross generalization. I apologize. No, for it's it's not. I don't. I don't think it's a gross generalization. I don't. I don't, I don't think this is an indictment against the ESPN crowd. I or think even it's NASCAR against the ESPN creative. Like yeah. that's. That's a problem, man. Like, if you want to tell a story, you want to do... I mean, I've seen, you know, 24, like, I, what's it called? Like, the 24 oh, the, for 24? 30 for 30. 30 for 30. Yeah. And I've seen some really... Com- <laughs> Bloop. Bloop. 15 for Bloop. 15. I've seen Bloop. some really compelling ones that are like that, though, mm-hmm. that actually tell a decent narrative mm-hmm. along with what's going on. Yeah, those, some of those are great. Uh, they... They really should. It, I don't know. I don't know where this you know comes what, down. You know what I think? Um, did, did you see the the Steve Jobs movie? Not the Ashton Kutcher one, but with the uh, Fastbender. No, I missed that one. I think it's was it just called Jobs? Jobs or is it Steve? It's I, think, Jobs. I think it's just I think it's Steve. <laughs> it's one of the single. I, I can never remember. Which so one there's one. still a chance to make another one. <laughs> Steve. Stephen P. Jobs will be the third one made. Um, but uh, Aaron Sorkin, of course, one of my favorite screenwriters, um, did something. 
uh, unorthodox, I guess. And he didn't because the the problem that the Ashton Kutcher version had is it did it try to Ashton say everything. Kutcher. It was like, and then he went to college, and then he met Waz, and then they did this, and then they went there, and uh-huh. then it was successful, and then it was more successful. Instead of trying to f- figure out, you know, let let's tell this story. Now I'm a little disappointed because I didn't. Want to hear the story that Aaron Sorkin chose to tell about yeah. him and his daughter uh-huh. and just kind of him being a hard ass and, and burning bridges with all of the people that he had relationships with and kind of coming to terms with that. I get it. That's nice. Uh, I would have liked to have seen something a little more interesting about the, about the company yeah. instead of his, his interpersonal uh, relationships. But that story, so you haven't seen that film? Nope. That film is told in three acts. Like literally it takes place in three different time periods. Uh, a half hour each. So the first one is like 1998, the second one's like 2002, and the last one's like 2006 or something like that. Uh-huh. They just chose these moments in his life and told like a little uh, uh, capsulated 30-minute story. And it's in all each. like they flash back to these things as he's getting ready to do yeah, what, uh, like an address a, a, or something. A keynote presentation, okay. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but there's, there's still a through line because we see a lot of the same characters and we've progressed. So that's a good way to go instead of having to be like one year later. And then this card. happened. Exactly. And then this happened. But it was, a, it was a very focused story that they were trying to tell and they just used his life and elements of his life as the back backdrop. And here's what I thought. And we had a discussion about this after we watched the movie that this film should not have been told through Dale Earnhardt's eyes. It should have been told through Dale Jr. Jr., that would have been great. It should have been about him experiencing his father Mm -hmm. and then learning that his father was the way he was during his childhood because of how he grew up. I also think that's a great idea. I totally agree with you. I also think it could have benefited a little bit from uh, an out-of-sequence style of storytelling. Uh Like you said, we kind of open with... Yeah, but and it's, it's the only time they do that. It's way too brief, yeah. and they don't even really bookend it that way. Uh-uh. Uh, but I, I would have I liked to have started off with some action, uh-huh. some racing, yeah, and then let's get to know the man in the car. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, I think, the, the worst thing you could possibly do when you dedicate a film to someone to telling their story is not telling a story at all. Yes, and that's what happens. Yeah. Dude, I got drugged to a, a documentary one time. That this I, is through six degrees of separation. I knew a guy who made a dec- documentary about Babe Ruth, uh-huh. um, but it was all. It was supposed to be about kind of like his philanthropy and who he was off the the field, and um, not just the hookers and cigars. And... Yeah, they were trying to gloss over this because yeah. this was uh, well, everything's posthumously, I guess, for him. Um, but <laughs> um, so uh, I had high hopes for it, and I knew the guy who'd done it, and he was excited about it. Told me a little bit about it, and then. Um, it was painful because it was yeah. just a series of stats. Uh-huh. He hit this many home runs in this year, and then you have somebody talking about it, and yeah. then. It, but there were, you never, you didn't get any insight into the man, and it was, it was, yeah. uh, it was obviously from a fan of the sport, uh-huh. and so maybe this should have been the the art of the documentary and the art of the biopic doesn't have to be quite so dry, and it's nice when you get to see some some movies that kind of tell things in a very fresh, exciting way. Yeah, there's a a documentary that I'll, I always tell people about called The King of Kong. Yes! Oh, oh my God! God! Dude, did you see the Billy Mitchell there uh, at Free Play? No, I didn't. There was a guy dressed as there was Billy a guy Mitchell. Like Billy Mitchell? Yeah. Oh. Later on, we asked him to take our our, our picture, and like we didn't have the masks on. Oh, I did see him. And he then, had like the mullet and the yes, beard. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So I hand my camera to him, and we start putting our masks on, and he was like, 
oh, you guys are the sons of bitches I lost to. Like he was, <laughs> he was totally, totally butthurt that he thought he was going to win first place with his uh, Billy Mitchell At outfit. an arcade, man. He's playing yeah, to the right audience. He was, but... Uh, That's so funny. Yeah, uh, King of Kong is one of my favorites. I think a, it's so good. It's, it's entertaining. And they set it up like... There's there's someone to root for, mm-hmm. and then there's the villain, and 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 I know that's kind of manipulating the viewer a little bit, but then when you really like go back and you research and learn the story of Billy Mitchell and all those people, he really is a dick. He is a dick, yeah, and he's got little like underlings that do fucking dirty things yep. for him. That girlfriend of his, yes, so skeezy. Uh, and then there's another documentary called Wordplay hmm. that was all about these oh. people that go to the New York uh, the crossword, bee? the crossword. That's what it was uh, tournament. And it tell it like highlights three or four different people, uh, and then also kind of goes to little interstitials with like some celebrities. Mm-hmm. One of them is John Stewart. Oh, uh, and he's got some great moments in this thing. But that's also kind of an entertaining, outside of the box kind of documentary. Have you seen The Big Short? Uh, I have not yet. That uh, that one flat out breaks the fourth wall. Obviously, it's not a documentary; it's a dramatization yeah. of things that happen during the housing crisis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, there are moments where the characters just like fucking break the fourth wall and will let, start talking to the audience and explaining why something that just happened was important. It's a creative way to do it, a yeah. little unorthodox. It's but cool. It kept your interest. You do do something you... in a fresh way, creative. You exactly. Know, at least engage me a little bit. And that's ultimately what this movie needed to do. And mm-hmm. it didn't. It, it, I feel like it didn't engage me as someone who's just kind of a casual, mm-hmm. uh, like a, a movie fan. I'm not a casual. I love movies, but just like a, a casual. Uh, I don't I wouldn't even say a fan of NASCAR, but I know of it. I know of it. You know of it. Uh, <laughs> but I I feel like even from my limited perspective, this is a movie that probably doesn't speak too well to NASCAR fans either. No, I know. I'm, I I don't know whether they were disappointed or not. I'm sure it, it has its audience. Because um, if you're, you mean, you'd be surprised what some people love, um, <laughs> like, like Masters of the Universe. Uh, yeah, well, it's got some redeeming qualities. <laughs> Um, but okay, so even if we we can agree that the the father son story wasn't there, it didn't really survive yeah. as a biopic. At least, at least you have some high drama in these races, right? And you would think <laughs> that they'd be able to get they would get some they would they would film a race, yeah, and, oh, and make it like make make it be tense and uh-huh. give you some. Oh, is he gonna win? Isn't he gonna win? But that whole him winning the Daytona five hundred in like ninety eight or whatever it was the first time that the entire film has been building up to. Yeah, we're going from rags to riches. Oh. I'm I've never won a race before, and I'm going to quit high school. This, or this dirt track guy, kid who went on exactly, to win this. Yeah. can't afford heating from a, a cold baby, and now I'm going to win the Daytona 500. And even that, like, there's no music behind it. There's nope. no score. There's nope. no Nothing peril. that pumps you up. He's, he's, like, pretty much leading the pack the entire time. <laughs> and I get it that that's what happened in reality, but they could have plussed it up a little bit yeah. with, with some theatrics. Well, and, and what they do, they rely way too much on, like, on actual footage of the race. Oh my god, all the stock footage. Like that whole climax was basically just like here's what we what we aired on ESPN in 1998. <laughs> yes. Like they didn't even fucking try to do anything. Nope, to it. they didn't recreate anything. Uh, this movie also needed a villain, and and I don't I don't yeah, mean a mustache. Tried. I don't mean a mustache twirler. But there is enough drama. If you read anything about Dale Earnhardt, there's enough drama when you think about like the teams that he raced with and then left. You know, the conflicts mm-hmm. he had with that his racing been great. team. We never got any of that. Where's that one guy that I guess follows him as career? Like, it's literally like we introduced this character, and then now they're best friends. And now it's 10 years later, and they're still working and together. And he dies. And then he dies. Dead. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, kid, the kid, he totally did, like, the pinching the nose, the yes. bridge of the nose. Dad, I don't know how to tell you this. Tony, da- or whatever that guy's name uh, was. Uh, um, I recast him. So his oh, name I didn't was recast Neil. him. Neil. Oh, you didn't? Neil Bonnet. Neil, Neil's dead. That guy... <laughs> 
That I don't know if that actor wasn't <laughs> the John C. Riley of this well. movie. <laughs> he really was. He was almost like he was out of another film. Like his his acting style was so out of the top. Yes. And maybe like that actual person was like that in real life, just kind of like waving his arms around and goofing around. I get it, but yeah. it felt a little unrealistic. It did. It did. Well, it, and that's so hard to say. Like in the context of this movie, that there was this one character that felt unrealistic. Uh, like. Remember the time in this movie where Dale Dale Earnhardt wins a race and some dude comes chasing after him with a gun? <laughs> yeah. And he just like runs down just the fucking... Jumps the fence. He just jumps the fucking fence and runs like Benny Hill style. Just yeah. keeps running down the field. And, the, and that guy, Neil, he's the one like, he's like, Dale, watch out. There's a guy with a gun. Yep. And he's sitting there signing autographs. And he like fucking just comes upon Dale Earnhardt in his truck. Mm-hmm. What? Hey, buddy, get in. What is the time? What? How much time has Dale been running on his own? <laughs> then there's a point where they go like hunting. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's two scenes in this movie that take place where two people are just hunting. Mm-hmm. They're hanging out, and they make like profound life decisions in the course of this. Well, don't you? It there's there's no uh, there's there's no show me. It's just tell me, and they don't tell me in a dynamic way. Yes. And they, I think they repeated footage from the mill like three or four times. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of that, that stock B-roll stuff that they, you could tell they had just tons of it, and we're trying to find a way to yeah. squeeze it in there. I'm, I'm kind of just going through my mental checklist right now of just things that, <laughs> that, that I noticed while, while watching this. And my last thing that I want to touch on mm-hmm. uh, is the, the Barry Pepper Dale Earnhardt prosthetics. Okay, yeah, so he's got this this nose, right? This kind of weird nose that he's known for. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the, the mustache, the aforementioned mustache. Uh-huh. Um, I, don't, I couldn't tell where Barry Pepper stopped and where the prosthetic started, which oh, I guess really? is a good thing. Well, that would be the discolored part. Okay, see? So this is where I benefited from watching the low-resolution YouTube oh, version there of this you go. film. Because upon your recommendation, I did not spend money on this. No, it is glad. available for free on YouTube, and I took YouTube up on that offer. I was like, yeah, I don't care if it's 240p <laughs> resolution. With little, like, scratches and pops. I guess that's why everything looked... No, I, no, you wouldn't have to have high-definition to see scratches and pops. This was blocks. Oh wow! This was like uh, yeah, oh. it was it was oh my fairly pixelated. Okay, so you're lucky I was able to make the actors out. So uh, I thought the prosthetics looked great. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they did so a great job. Barry Pepper's got this prosthetic nose. Oh no! And the thing is, like throughout the whole movie, like there was a point where it, like it's kind of discolored. Oh no! And I asked Sarah, I was like, "Is that dirt on his nose?" Or <laughs> that's she's like, nose. "Oh, I think it's just from him driving around." I was like, "Well." If that's true, Why he's had s- that same dirt for apparently thirty years in the context <laughs> of this movie. Uh, it was it was really distracting to nah. watch some of these scenes. And However, you uh, sorry, I'm gonna cut you no, off. No, please go we're ahead. We're talking about J.K. Simmons being top notch. We're talking about Elizabeth Mitchell. Mitchell uh, also p- putting in a good performance. I'm gonna stand up for Barry Pepper here. I think Barry. I I was I came into this expecting Barry Pepper to. Um, give like a John Travolta, Charlie Sheen like performance, <laughs> or uh, yeah. like Corey Feldman on Mo- ABC Morning News <laughs> oh, or something. Okay. But I, I don't know. I thought he, Barry, I thought he held it together, man. Barry Pepper had money put into this, though. He like produced this movie. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah had, some, had a dog in the fight. Uh, yeah, he did. Uh, and I don't think he's a bad actor. No. I've seen the guy do some great stuff. I like knock around guys. I like him in the Lone Ranger. He's just made some bad he's, choices. He's made, he made he has made some bad choices. I would really be interested in knowing like what the people who were involved in creating this film like I, I I wish that we could get like Russell Mulcahy on the phone, or we could get Barry Pepper on the phone, or J.K. Simmons and be like, okay, <laughs> two this, of those three we probably could. This, this Dale Earnhardt movie, 
give me the story on yeah. it. Like, was there more to it? Was what were you told as opposed to what you ended up seeing in the final film? Uh, that, that what would, do you think they would say? Uh, I think that they were they were told that they were going to have something. And what Barry Pepper would say is like, well, we had this this layout. Like we we wanted to do something along the lines of Ray. You know, true we, to life. it was going to be true to life. But we were going to have like the story it was about father and a son. But ESPN kept jumping in and uh, doing this. Gotta have and this doing part. That. Gotta have this part. And yet we we want this kid. They were fighting for this kid because he looks more like Dale Jr. And everyone was saying, but he can't act. Doesn't matter. You know, he looks just like him. People aren't going to care about it. This this movie feels like there were so many cooks in the kitchen mm-hmm. and like people like Barry Pepper who produced this thing, who I know is capable of doing good work. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russell Mulcahy, who we just talked yes. about, Highlander, great film. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, capable of doing better. I'm curious to know who put their fingerprints all over this thing and made it worse than what it was going to. Joe, are you saying there were too many cooks? (laughs) I fucking set myself up for that. Google it on YouTube, folks. Okay, yeah, uh, I have to agree with you. Uh, Missed opportunity. Although I say that, I don't know that there was an opportunity I think there was. I think there's a place. I think people want to know Dale's story. It was tragic what happened to him. Okay, so the the story of his death was tragic. The story of his death was tragic. His life... I'm sorry, Joe. His life doesn't seem that extraordinary. I mean, he okay. So he, he kind of he has kind of lived. He lived a charmed life, and I'm not yeah semi charmed kind of life. Uh, and he, I want something <laughs> else. It starts off. I'm not quite sure I'm on board with the message either, because from all I can tell, he, he had three says, wives, multiple children, and he was a high school. school dropout. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to to pursue his dream, and hey, he got lucky, but. I don't want to. I don't want other. Would you want Harper you, watching this? No, being like, you, you listen, I'm not going to listen to my dad. You shouldn't glamorize. I that. really want to be a ballerina. It's my passion. No, I don't want and to. And if be I work like hard dad. enough, I'm not, I'm not a college graduate. I'm not either. Yeah, but look at us. Here we are, sitting behind these these golden microphones. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The same ones, <laughs> awarding Eddie's every year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're coming up on it, buddy. Eddie season's coming up. Two months away. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, but I don't know that there is a better story to tell because it seems pretty dry as it is. It it, it is tough. It is tough. Mm-hmm. You feel like there there could be something there for the racing crowd, for the racing audiences, like a cool father son story. Mm-hmm. You know, because you how how many people do we have like that? We have the Petties, uh, and you have you have the Earnharts. Yeah. You know, where it's family. You know, you got a, a father and son, and how would this affect it? I think there's a powerful story that could be told. Mm-hmm. It would have to be Hollywooded up. But hey, there's, that's there's fine. a fun story that you could tell there. Mm-hmm. Uh, We're not trying to be a documentary. We're trying to entertain. Yes. Uh, and and there's there's just too much of a problem. You know, you want to do a documentary, do a documentary. Mm-hmm. But if you want to have a movie, a biopic, you have got to dramatize it. And I like the the biopics that kind of accentuate a person's flaws. Again, the aforementioned Jobs movie. And, yeah. and Ray, I know, did that too. It didn't shy away from some of his, his spousal abuse, if I'm told correctly. Uh-huh. Uh, well, this he's, one, he's a bit of philanderer. Yeah. And this one just kind of glosses <laughs> Ray, over. Ray didn't abuse too many people. Where okay. are you? <laughs> Stand still. Oh, I'm sorry. Not Ray. I'm thinking of um, oh Johnny Cash. No, who? Uh, 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 not Richard Little. Who's the other guy? <laughs> Shit, Little Richard. Not Ray Charles. Woo-hoo-hoo! Fuck. Who am I thinking of? All right. Well, cut that part out, Jeff. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Um, J- uh, uh, James Brown. James Brown. Yeah. Thank you. James Brown James was the Brown. one who uh, abused us. Yeah, sorry. Not, not, not to defame Ray Charles. My bad. <laughs> I was like, I don't think Ray Charles has beaten anybody. <laughs> well, we just don't know, do we, Joe? <laughs> Unless uh, somebody put him in, like, behind the wheel of a car. <laughs> it was just like, go. <laughs> All right, Dan. Uh, um, but, yeah, um, 
this one kind of really glossed over his uh, his wives and, and the children that he had, and it just kind of painted him as a saint. Yeah, and that's not very interesting. It's not interesting. We didn't we don't see him go through any kind of journey, uh, and and the fact that they did that fucking thing that, that the, fucking the, thing. the newsroom that TV show the newsroom on HBO does, yeah. where it's like because this show takes place like five years ago. Mm-hmm. It gets the benefit of being like always right. Oh, prescient. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. it's oh, we're always right on all the issues because they're taking real issues that happen in the world yeah. five years ago, well, and everyone's you know Jeff Daniels is always on the right side of that moral well, stance. That's Aaron Sorkin for you. Yeah, yeah. And as much as I love him, it's annoying. And this movie kind of does a little bit of that. But Jesus, if it doesn't like foreshadow to Dale Earnhardt's death like three or four times, yeah. like he's having dreams of his own death. That thing like, too is like, like fucking Anakin, Anakin Skywalker. Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> just the cold sweats in the middle of the night. Just, oh. And actually, those parts are shot kind of interesting. Yeah. Now that you mentioned that the, the Highlander very director Highlander-ish. did it, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I see that now. Uh, put a spin on it, but, but yeah, like. There's, there's, Did that happen? Is that corroborated, or <laughs> I we know. just? I think they just. I think that's the few times where they try to do something dramatic yeah, with uh-huh. it. Uh, but there is one point where Dale and Teresa are sitting in the stands at Daytona. Uh-huh. They're sitting there and they're just having a quiet moment, and it's like they rack focus. They go from them to the turn mm-hmm. being in focus, mm-hmm. and I started laughing. And, and it was after Neil died. I was like, yeah, it was. It was after Neil died. I was like, Jesus. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. And there's a point where Dale comes out and he talks to Dale Jr. And he's like, I want you to start wearing that new harness. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. You mean the one that Dale Earnhardt that you wasn't wearing yeah, exactly. and he passed? Okay. Also, Thanks. like, so he's already won the first Daytona 500, right? So now we cut to 2001 and the other Daytona 500 where he lost his life. And they're already playing like the sappy string music yes. and showing things in slow motion. Like the only reason that we're showing this scene is because we know what's about to happen. Not because it has any any portents in the rest of his life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's poor storytelling. <laughs> it, it, it was the rest of his life, Joel. Oh. Uh, and, and they totally did Too the, soon, Joe. Too we, soon. I, I thought for a split second, I thought maybe maybe they'll show the stock footage of him crashing. They they start to, don't they? Yeah. They, they and fade goes, to white. They fade to white. They like Which I remember at the time, do you... It, it's you, You've seen that footage, I'm sure. Yeah. I know he was going like something crazy, like what 180 miles an hour. I don't. Or I don't remember how fast he was but going. It, it just doesn't look like the type of impact that anybody should have lost their lives yeah. over. Which I guess that, that's that's the sport. That's the it's the shame of it all. Yeah, any given Sunday, right? <laughs> yeah, actually, actually, yeah, <laughs> they do, they do, yes, don't they? Yes, they race on Sunday. Um, but um, I remember seeing that and thinking like that's that's not a very dramatic way to die. And so yeah, they did kind of mm-hmm. gloss over that. Yeah, not that you need a. Fiery crash. I didn't need. To, I don't need to see. I thought. I was helped. just curious. I was like, nice. Are we gonna? Are they gonna actually show it? Because you know, if it was a documentary, a straight up documentary, They'd have to. They would show it. You'd have to. Or unless it's like a a nine eleven sort of thing. It's like we don't have to show it because we know everybody's seen Look, it. We're not gonna yeah. uh, 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 um, glamorize it. Yeah, that's true. Do you have any other notes on this? Uh, I think we have done everything. Yep, sure. Did. Okay, cool. So, what did three the Dale Earnhardt story do right? Uh, again, I'm going to stand up for Barry Pepper here. I thought he could have been much worse. I thought um, he, he did a good job of, despite the makeup, which I wasn't able to see through my uh, horrible resolution version on uh-huh. YouTube. Thank you, YouTube, for saving me from that. But um, I, 
I always hate it when people say, I forgot it was the actor. I forgot that was uh, Jamie Foxx playing Ray Charles. But I kind of forgot that was Barry Pepper. Yeah. Because it's Barry Pepper. He, he did, Barry Pepper's no Jamie Foxx. He did do a good job. Yeah. Well, that's, that's true. Uh, what I think that three, the Dale Earnhardt, Earnhardt story did right, uh, is also some of the casting. Uh, I like J.K. Simmons as the father. I wish they would have mm-hmm. given him a little bit more to do. I wish they would have made him more of an impactful character and shown us like the ways that he impacted Dale instead of just telling us your father did that right um i liked elizabeth mitchell i think that yep. i think some of the casting was great um and even barry pepper i i do agree i think barry pepper did a good job uh, unfortunately i found the prosthetics to be a distracting. little distracting but other than that i thought he did a good job i felt like these performers save for dale jr <laughs> i feel like these performers did a fine job with the material they had to work with um uh, unfortunately it just it wasn't. It wasn't enough. Like this is. This would be an embarrassment, I think, on anybody's acting resume. <laughs> uh, so, what did three the Dale Earnhardt story do wrong? Uh, like I said earlier, it is unfocused. It moves way too quickly between storylines for any of them to have any impact or weight. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it, it just didn't know what we should focus on to be satisfying to the audience. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And I absolutely agree with you. I think that the problem with this movie, the mistake that three made was that it didn't have a script. There wasn't a script. They were they were shooting, like you said, paint by numbers. They had a timeline and said, we need to shoot these scenes, and so let's shoot them. Yep. And they didn't have a cohesive plot point. They didn't have a string that was taking you from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if we were to remake three, the Dale Earnhardt story now, uh, how would we do that, Joel? Well, I'm going to start at the bottom with Dale Earnhardt Jr. He's the little redheaded kid who... Um, has a few scenes near the end with his father. Pardon okay. Me. No, um, it's cool. I like how you do the Tazon Day thing. Sometimes you like <laughs> stick your head away from the mic so people don't hear you burp or breathe. I, I don't know who that is. Is that the guy from uh, Chocolate Rain? Scrubs. Oh, some stay dry while others feel <laughs> the pain. Right. Chocolate, and he even puts like a quote in the text. Like, I, I move away, I move from, away the from the mic so you don't hear me breathing. Thanks, uh, Dale Jr. Dale Earnhardt Jr. Uh, a little redheaded kid. I know a little redheaded kid. His name is uh, Rupert Grint. You yeah. may know him as Ron Weasley Ronald, from the Harry Potter movies. Ronald. So I've never heard him not do an English accent, but um, I always like when when uh, Brits try to do a bad Southern accent. Yeah, it's just really like exaggerated and over the top. Heck yeah, and that's what I like to see here. Uh, okay, I went with Michael Sarah as Dale Jr. <laughs> Are you doing a theme here? Nope, okay. I'm not doing a theme. No, I went with Michael Sarah. In fact, I still <laughs> mean funny. for this to be a drama. Oh, interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, I um, guess I do too. I recast Daryl Waltrip. Oh, he's he's the nemesis? He's kind of the nemesis, even though they become buddies. I guess so. Apparently, yeah. at some point. Uh, and that's going to be played by Danny McBride. Oh, great. Again, yes. though, playing it playing it serious. <laughs> has he ever played anything serious? I, I'm, I'm sure he has. Right. I think so. Sure. Well, I did, uh, I did Neil Bonnet. Who is his friend? He yeah. went the enemy route. I went the front. Hmm. Telling about our personalities, Joe. <laughs> because I, I am the empire. But I went with like that guy was so funny um, and 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 uh, plasticky uh, that I went with Jason Sudeikis. Nice as uh, as his buddy there, who then eats it later on in that's, Act Three. That's pretty Act good, two. man. So did you 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 have Teresa Rowe? I do you, have Teresa Row. You have Teresa Rowe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> All right. Um, You're speaking I, that way because you just got Chinese I, food. I, yes, I did. <laughs> Okay, so I guess there was really no reason at all for me to pick this person. All right. I just tried to find someone who like I found just equally physically attractive mm. as Elizabeth Mitchell. Ooh. I went with Kate Winslet. That's not bad. Can't yeah. do bad. 
No. Can't do bad. Can't do bad. <laughs> you and I both should stop talking. We really should. Uh, all right. Halloween, Who do you have candy. for your Teresa? Uh, I also followed your rules and wanted to find somebody uh, that was attractive, but also a brunette. Uh, and maybe not too attractive, just attractive enough for that guy and his mustache. Uh-huh. And I went with uh, the actress's name is Chloe Bennett. Do you know who that is? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. She's Daisy from Agents of Shield. That's right. The lead. Uh, I am smitten with her, uh, and I think she'd be good in this role. Smitten kitten. <laughs> did you recast Ralph Earnhardt? I did do Ralph. Okay. J.K. Simmons. Mm-hmm. Who'd you go with? Uh, I went with uh, Chris Cooper. That's a great recast. Old guy. Oh, man, that's way better than mine. I don't even want to say mine. Oh, let's hear it now so we can all point and laugh. I recast with John Lithgow. Oh, that's so awful. Actually, that's pretty (laughs) good. It's really bad. That's not bad at all. It's so bad. He's too old. He is too old to be... be, Too old to start the training. (laughs) But I've learned so much. What you, why, why is he too old? He's I don't supposed know. to. He, just, he but, dies in the first act of this film. You can't get too much but older. But there's a point where he's still younger and he's like racing and well, this people movie are didn't threatening care. him and he's like, get away from my car, man. That's true. Yeah. All right. All right. So now that brings Finally, us to, to here D- we are. Dale Earnhardt. The moment of truth. I went with, since Barry Pepper was a villain in the Lone Ranger movie, Yeah, I went with another villain from the Lone Ranger movie and went with William Fickner. William Fickner. Dude, that's fantastic. He kind of even looks like him, too. Yeah, Yeah, it kind of resembles him. Wow, has that guy ever had a mustache? What would he look like when... Well, yes, he did he when did. he was um, uh, Butch. No, he didn't have a mustache. As in Butch Lone Cavendish. Ranger? No, he didn't have a mustache. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure he didn't have a mustache. Interesting. I yeah. thought all cowboys had mustaches, but you might be right. <laughs> lone Ranger didn't have a mustache. I thought, well, yeah, well, he's the Lone Ranger. That's why. That's what makes him lone. <laughs> he's one of a kind. Is it, I thought it was because he was the last surviving uh, Texas Ranger. No, uh, my Dale Earnhardt. <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. My Dale Earnhardt. Um, I kind of phoned it in a little bit, but I like to see this guy branch out. He's already done some dramatic roles. He's he's an accomplished actor. Uh, he got his uh, start. Back in the Disney Channel days, before he became a pop star nice. and a singer as part of In Sync, but I'm talking about Justin Timberlake. That's right, JT. That's pretty good, man. Put a mustache on him. Get that star power. Let him uh, stretch his acting chops. As Dale Earnhardt. Yeah. And the you Dale go straight Earnhardt from the story. troll movie to the new Dale Earnhardt. Joe, movie. why did why was this film called Three? I understand that that was uh, that that was the number on his car. Uh huh. But th- it it had no. Uh, bearing on any of the story, like they didn't what, explain why what it he was stands, three. What it stands for is the the rating that it gets on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> three out of ten. That's, that's probably what it. That's good. That's really good. Yeah, because it's like if they made a Michael Jordan movie and called it Twenty One, but then never addressed it. You know, <laughs> it's because he only dates Wait, women under twenty one. Was he twenty one or twenty three? I think he was twenty three. Fuck. See, yeah. once again, shows what a basketball fan I am. Uh, who's directing basketball. yours? Uh, Ron Howard. I went with the director of Rush, and he likes uh, cars. Yeah, which I haven't seen. I never, I haven't seen that Rush. I heard movie. it was good, and then I just went on <laughs> you, living you my in, life. You inflected up, so I thought maybe you had some more there. <laughs> I thought I did too, but turns out nope. Tank, <laughs> tank was empty. That's it. I have Justin Lin from Fast and Furious. Oh, fame. there you go. Because if course. you're gonna make a movie about a race car driver, yeah. you had better have some good fucking races in your movie. And these were kind of. Well, they were made for TV quality, yeah, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. They were pretty weak races. It's probably why there's only one black guy in the credits. <laughs> that, was, that was a stretch. And yet, yet he's third build. <laughs> that was, that was a, that's what the three stands for. Hey! <laughs> uh, all right, so... Um, guys, if you have any thoughts about this movie, if you happen to see three, the Dale Earnhardt story, 
and you have a differing opinion, <laughs> if, if you thought this was a really good movie, uh, stop you're, listening. Yeah, to you're probably not listening to this podcast. <laughs> we, we don't want you to listen to this podcast anymore. Uh, no, seriously, if you have any thoughts about this movie, if you want to share anything, if there's anything we forgot, or if you have your own recasting, we would love to hear about it. Uh, just go to Facebook, put the editing bay in the search bar, and that's going to bring up that woman with the bleeding eyes. Click on that, and that's where you could share with us. Uh, and all that good stuff. Uh, you can also sign up. We do our contest every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> we try to do our Russell or Wayne contest <gasps> uh, where you have to pick a quote. Does it come from Kurt Russell or Little Wayne? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny if you just throw it in from one <laughs> of his raps. Just throw like a little, a little Wayne quote. And I'd be like, John Wayne. <laughs> nope. Wrong. Um yeah, yeah, that's where you could you could sign up for this thing. We think we have an entry for it this week, yeah, but we we're, do. Not, we're not sure. We do. Uh, well, we have a couple of repeat offenders, but we're trying to get some new new flesh in here yeah. before we start doing repeats. Flesh. We have enough listeners where we can play this game. Um, okay, so and we'll get to that here in a second because we are going to play an edition of it tonight. <gasps> nice. Uh, but I want you to talk to us about our website, Joe. Oh, I will talk to you about... Uh, oh, do you mean uh, editingbay.com, Joe? That's exactly the one I'm talking about. Not Edit Bay, not The Editing Bay, but editingbay.com. Yeah, I was pressing my luck there, so I thought I was going to forget it. But it's uh, so good. don't you forget that that is our website. Anytime you want to find stuff about the editing bay, you want to see some pictures of us, you want to find links to all of our old episodes that we have archived there. There's a, a, a few links you have to click through, but they're there, folks. Uh, and also, uh, you can f- uh, have direct links to our Facebook page and also our Twitter handle, which is at the editing bay. Please follow us. We have uh, coming up on about 150 or so. And uh, who knows? We've I mean, only been doing this for three years. <laughs> I know. Well, we didn't. Uh, to be fair, we didn't get a Twitter account until about a year and a half that's ago. True. So that's, that's pretty true. good. And every time we do this little contest, we get a little little jolt, a little shoot up. So uh, <laughs> I'm, I may uh, <laughs> just like heroin. So I may uh, <laughs> the give editing a, bay. May give a prize to the uh, the the 150th uh, Twitter follower on no at at <laughs> the editing bay. And you almost at you almost 100 percent there. Uh, all right. So speaking of prizes. We've got a wonderful prize tonight. The prize. For give our, me the prize. Give me the prize. Um, for our edition of Russell or Wayne this week, where yeah. Joel represents you, the listener who has signed up and and now is being represented by Joel. Scary. I am going to uh, Halloween. recite a movie quote. Okay. And Joel has to decide, is it from John Wayne or Kurt Russell? But can you do it in the voice of Little Wayne, though? I think that would make it. I even don't even more know how Little Wayne talks. <laughs> Confusing. Hey, man. No, that might be racially insensitive. Uh, probably. Let's not do it. So, who are we playing for this week? Uh, we are playing for Brian Hodges, ah. super fan listener, the, the Near Mint Fanboys podcast, Near Mint Fanboys podcast, podcast, Piad Piadcast, from Chicago. Yeah, you Cubs fan. Um, oh. He also, if you're in the Dallas Fort Worth area, you go to Duncanville Bookstore. Oh. He's usually there behind the counter doing some work, mm-hmm. helping people out, directing you in the right ways. <laughs> Of the nerd. You make it sound sexy. It is sexy. It's sexy and hot. Um, All right. So, Joel, the prize that we are playing for tonight is a digital download code of The Legend of Tarzan with Alexander Skarsgård and Samuel L. Jackson. It's supposed to be good, isn't it? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Hopefully, if if Brian wins it, we can get a review of this (laughs) movie. That seems like the type of movie I would watch on a plane and enjoy. Yeah. But, All right, cool. But would never choose to there we rent go. or download. There we go. We don't even have to do this contest. <laughs> uh, no, okay. Is this Russell okay. or Wayne? Yeah. Cahill, I don't know how you did it, but you did it. Hmm. If I knew who Cahill was, that would certainly be a, a huge clue in helping me uh, figure out 
the answer to this. I'm going to go Russell. That's right. From what movie? Oh, um, Cahill, Cahill. Cahill, I don't know how you did it, but you did it. See, I even repeated. I don't like to repeat for I you. I know you. Well, I've already given my answer. It's not Big Trouble in Little China, is it? No. Nope. Okay. Executive decision. No. <laughs> I never even so saw that So there you go. One. Congratulations, Brian Hodges. Yay! You won a download code for The Legend of Tarzan, ah. starring Alexander Skarsgård and Samuel L. Jackson. You, too, could win either a, a digital download mm-hmm. or a physical movie, yeah. something that we've watched. We've got a lot of Michael stuff Michael Daly, I here. still have your DVD. It hasn't been <laughs> mailed out yet because I'm a lazy bastard, but you will get it someday. He has you a child, folks. If you ever change your address, <laughs> please let us know. Sure. Uh, a year later, we're going to mail a bunch of stuff. It'll be, return it to will sender. be on its way someday, somehow. Um, all right, guys, if you get us on your Apple device... Uh, I want you to go to the podcast app and, uh, and and go ahead and go to the search function. Put in the editing bay and uh, go ahead and tap on that. Give us a five-star rating and a review. Let us know what you like and let us know what you don't like, even if, it, if it's criticism, as long as it's five-star criticism. I am totally cool with that. And then tell your friends about the show. We would love for you to, to share the love uh, that is the editing bay. Uh, love for the podcast that hates a lot of movies. <laughs> um, well if you don't have an Apple device, you can also get us on your Android. Go ahead and get that app called Podcast Addict, or there's one called Podcast Republic. One of those two apps, grab that. You could search the iTunes library that way and still subscribe to our show. Uh, what are we going to do next week, Joe? Well, Joe, uh, a week from now, do you realize this? A week from now, all of this... This headache will be behind us. This uh, presidential race, the, the, the erection, <laughs> the 2016, the presidential erection. Uh, yes, it's that racist. is the one. It's so racist. By this time next week, we will know. We will have an answer that uh, a lot of us already suspect. We know, uh, but it'll be confirmed. Gary um, Johnson. And this has been <laughs> this has been a, uh, a tumultuous presidential season. I think all can agree. Um, for, for, for various reasons. So uh, never has there been two un- unlikable candidates. Yeah. I think the, the polls have shown. Nobody's really happy. No. Nope. Um, but maybe if we looked into the future, we could find some other uh, candidates that, that, that weren't as uh, as deserving. I think as, I know where you're going with this. Two. I think I know where you're going. I don't know that you do. But, I do. Um, yeah, I do. So we've also been doing a lot of movies we don't like recently, right? Uh-huh. We did this week. We um, did three. We did... Th- <laughs> well, wait... We, we did three, which we didn't like, and we've also done like three, three. movies that we don't like. Yes, exactly. So uh, I, I want to get back to one that's... This uh, movie was so bad, we want to immediately get back to watching movies we like. I need a palate cleanser. Yeah. Uh, and this one comes from a, a listener. Um, this was recommended, uh, I don't want to say a year ago, but but within the 2016. We just never got around to it, but I figured it, it's perfect time to talk about a movie that I love. And Joe, I think you do too. And that is the, the Mike Judge uh, film Idiocracy, starring yeah. Luke Wilson, Maya Rudolph, and Dax Shepard. Guys, this film, I always and say... Stephen Root. Yes, he's so great <laughs> in this. This should be required viewing in high schools. Uh, and so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start a petition on change.org to get that uh, taken care of. But until then, you and I are going to have to sit down and watch it. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about it next week Is, on Election Day. Can we, can we let people know if it's that on... Any of the streaming services? You know, uh, as the last time I checked, it was not. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, get your little Apple TV, cool. talk to your remote, and ask it if, if Idiocracy is around. <laughs> your Amazon Fire Stick. Yep. <laughs> uh, but okay. it is worth a view. Cool. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm looking forward to getting back to the world of Idiocracy and seeing how it stands up. Uh, guys, next week, Idiocracy. Jeff, yeah. thank you so much. Thank you. Joel, always a pleasure. Thank you. All right, catch you guys later. Thanks, guys. Bye.
Listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.